Oh, good man. Well, thank y'all, man. I, I appreciate this. We're we're doing something new over here. We're I just started up this season with all the hype that's going on, all the changes in Houston, and uh, we decided to kind of do something different. And after every game, we do a a live Twitter space, and just Houston didn't have that before. Jump on and like you know what? How can we expand this some more? And we were just reaching out and asking who would like to just jump in and talk about, talk about it. So I'm, hey, no, that's, I'm, that's awesome. I'm happy for you guys. I was actually checking you out on Spotify earlier today, seeing what the lowdown was. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, so I started as a listener with these guys, just a regular listener linked yeah. up with Jay and Alex. Uh, Jay and I played FIFA probably every day religiously for about, oh, probably pushing a year and a half now, two years. And he asked me to come aboard and help out, which worked because right. Alex stepped, steps away and does some side projects for him. So, you know, it's a win-win. I get to talk about the team I love. I get to, uh, you know, make friends cross country, you know, connect everybody through the MLS podcasts and, uh, you know, talk sports. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. What else What else is there to do? You know what I mean? Dude, it's it's in so friggin' enjoyable. It can do like you could feel like you can just do it 24 7 right when when i'll sleep sometimes well that's what i'm doing so i do this i run the twitter and the instagram account for this i help build our discord and then i also do blog writing for the american red devils manchester united uh blog so literally submersed in this pretty much all the time on top of my (laughs) day-to-day job and being a dad wow (laughs) bro so damn you you're all right I may be calling you for advice later because we're, we're we're brand new and you, you're already into it. Man. So we we got very lucky. Um, Jay and Alex built a very solid foundation. And then this year we were approached by Area Sports Network and they actually got us in with the club. So oh, wow. we, we have uh, press passes. Uh, we can apply to them for every game. We get the stats from the team. Uh, if you listen to some of our past episodes, we've actually had the players on the uh, podcast. Yeah, uh, we had Luis Robles and, uh, of course, Luis Morgan. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's been it's been pretty good for us. It's been fun, but we try to keep it loose, relaxed. I don't want to say like barstool esque, but it's not stuffy. You know, pull up your tie, talk stats the entire time. We we like to have no, fun. No, no, I've listened to probably. Three, I think I, I think it's three of your episodes. I listened to the last two, and then I went back and listened to your pregame one, or not your pregame, your preseason one. And it's like y'all are, y'all are just chill, having fun, got good humor with each other. It's, it's so yeah, I, I like what y'all are doing. And, Thanks, we, you know we appreciate it. And it goes, I mean, I fly down to see Jay I don't know, three four times a year, and uh, I get to see Alex as much as I can. But like I said, he's always super busy. So to actually like be friends and just talk about the sport you love, it, it makes everything so much easier. <laughs> Background for me and Herman. Herman, you back? Yeah, I'm here, man. I, I was listening right. to the story. Yeah. It's very awesome. So, Background with me and Herman, we've only met for five minutes physically the whole time we've been doing this. So Okay. <laughs> we 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 got introduced. We said, yeah, let's do this. And then finally we, we met up at the stadium watching the Dynamo game and took a picture and said hello. And that's 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 where we're at right now. Uh, we just 
the, the passion and just want to do this and just have fun and, and just get, get, get the team out there and the game and the aspect of it all for the fans, yeah, so, from the so fans. We, 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 we um, got together because we noticed, I don't know how it is in Miami, but like after every Rockets game or any other sport, basically, there used to be Twitter spaces. And we noticed that there wasn't any Houston Dynamo Twitter spaces. So Eric and I volunteered to kind of co-host that that Twitter space after Dynamo games where fans can chime in on what they just witnessed and kind of like a therapy session if they're pissed or like, you know, like we're all happy celebrating the, the win type thing, right? Yeah. And then Eric kind of took it a step further recording them and making them into a podcast and then the idea came about about hey let's reach out to other teams podcast and see if we can get them on before that way you can basically uh educate us me and eric and our fan base on what to expect this weekend you know like me i'm that's what excites me more about this episode and again before we even start thank you so much for doing this um, oh of course no problem uh just like i'll be honest the only thing i i knew about inter was david beckham's the owner Iwain, and that's pretty much it you know but i i want to get to know more of the authentic point of view like the the, the hardcore fan like us for the dynamo and we'll give you that perspective on our own team but you can give us more of an insight and more accurate feel to to inter miami and i think that'll be rich for for our listeners and we'll know what to expect this weekend you know i'll, I'll try to keep it happy and upbeat for you because there's a lot of pain and misery sprinkled out throughout the uh, <laughs> oh little bit you, of joy <laughs> dude you the, live in our life yeah the, yeah exactly yeah the beauty the beauty of this it, like eric said um for the fans by the fans like be yourself be authentic like let it out whatever you feel like let it out you know like we we be genuine that's all we ask you know yeah no absolutely you know i mean yeah. as i was saying like i have no problem with i keep it pretty pretty chill pretty 100 you know i'm, I'm not gonna pull any punches if you right. uh, if you herman if you've listened to any of the recent episodes you'll you'll know i i tend to speak yeah. what's on my mind so he, um, he's telling the truth he's telling the truth yeah. Okay. Jay Jay tends to just look at me through the camera because we do a lot of ours through Zencaster, mm -hmm. uh, and he's just looking at me and he kind of gives me the look. And I'm like, all right, I'll pull back a little bit, just a tiny <laughs> bit, but not too much. <laughs> like the episode where we talked about Drake Calendar, I could have gone on for 50 minutes about how much I called last year that he was a terrible goalkeeper because all I did for Inter Miami last year was watch Fort Lauderdale FC. Okay. And, and I talked about the young guns coming up. I called Noah Allen coming up like middle of last year. I called George Costa coming up middle of last year. I said Ian Frey was going to be a great center back, and we lost him due to injury. And I said Drake Calendar was trash, and I hit all four on the money. So <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about what we do. I'm not going to pull any punches, and, you know, I'm ready to go whenever you guys are. Let's have a good time tonight. Goalkeeper is one of my questions for tonight, too. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, right now, right now.
we gon' put it in their face. Let them know. Cause we don't play around. 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 Haters hate to lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put it in their face. Let them know. Use the dynamo. Use the dynamo. Use the dynamo. Use the dynamo. Boys acting like they ready for that orange crush. Try as if you want a wheel, leave you in the dust. The men in orange, baby. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Dynalytics. I'm here with OSG as my partner in crime. What up? What up? And we have a very special guest for you guys tonight. Uh, we have Fan from Inter Miami Podcast joining us so we can further discuss and get to know Inter Miami and talk a little bit more about the match that we got going on this weekend. Hey, man, welcome and thank you for jumping on and enter Miami podcast. Thank you. No, thanks for having me, guys. You know, I'm happy to come aboard and uh, interested to learn as much as I can about Houston, as much as you guys are interested to learn about us. So let's have a good time. Let's do it. Hold it down. And thanks for joining us again. And where can the fans follow you, fan and enter Miami? All right. So for Twitter, we are at enter mia podcast and on instagram we are at enter miami podcast uh we no longer have a facebook we're primarily on both of those so yeah give us a like give us a follow and join for some hilarity <laughs> <He's> not- <laughs> Sounds like- they have humor. the three of them together they have some humor and they're fun to listen to <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a planet again thanks so much for joining us we're so excited before we get to some Dynamo talk, uh, MLS took a took a break, and I think the rest of the world did um, due to uh, World Cup qualifiers. And of course, our team, the Stars and Stripes, uh, played uh, their their last three matches uh, this window, and thankfully uh, gained a, a a direct promotion to the World Cup spot yesterday. But just wanted to touch briefly on the on the subject with you guys what you saw your what you like what you disliked your thoughts on the on the last qualifying window of of this past week i would say i was gonna say sorry not to jump in i I would say i was happy with the initial uh the initial game against uh panama was it Mm -hmm. uh uh, you know, hometown boy Christian Pulisic came through when he needed to. I know he gets a lot of hatred in the media, uh, but Captain America pulled through and he needed to pull through. And you know, got us got us one step closer to the promised land. And to be honest, I wasn't shocked by the Costa Rica result. We always go down there. We always have a problem. There something just never clicks just right. But this time we did just enough losing to get the ultimate goal achieved. Um, so I, I can't say I'm like super stoked going into 
the the next bit for us i wish we had two wins coming out of this um but to how we wrapped it up and how we finally crossed that line to get that world cup qualification you know any us fan will take that yeah i'll i'll definitely take the us qualifying for the world cup i hate that we ended up on a on a 2-0 loss it again on the road but I, that's not how you go to the World Cup and say, hey, we're a team to be threatened of going to the World Cup. It's 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 hard, but USA has a lot to work on. And thank God it's all neutral in Qatar six months from now. But, you know, I had, I had a question for you, Dan. So so pot one, we're going to we're going to be teamed with one of these. Who, who would <laughs> would you like to be teamed up against Qatar, Belgium, Brazil? France, Argentina, England, Spain, or Portugal? I mean, I think the obvious answer here is Qatar. Um, well, yeah. Let's just I take them say, out of the question. Yeah, taking them out of the question, let's just let's go up against it. Let's let's put us against France, see what we got from the get-go. I'm, I'm one of those guys that if, if we are going to prove ourselves on the world stage, I want to see them do it against the best of the best. Um, obviously Italy decided to show that they weren't the best of the best losing to North Macedonia, but right. France would be the next best choice for me. Uh, and then after that, I would have to say, you have to put them in against England. And if they can come out looking relatively decent, I like their chances in the world cup, at least advancing deep into the, uh, you know, championship tournament. You know, you're right. I would love to play England and, and just, just, beat them but uh if we can you know get portugal and just i don't know i think it's a thing against ronaldo not portugal <laughs> like just Ooh. beat them Sorry. oh did easy. i hit it did i hit it easy oh, oh. i'm a man city fan as well I, I got his jersey hanging on my in my living room wall right now autographed so oh, no. i'm gonna have to Gonna have to ask you to hey, back off of the Ronaldo hate. <laughs> All right, I, I I felt a celebration right there. So okay, yeah, I'm backing off. All right, <laughs> no worries there. So yeah, so I, England, we agree on England. Then let's let's get England. Let's beat England. At least get a draw. See, uh, just a background to our followers. Stan is a, a Man United fan, and OSG is a Manchester City fan. So you gotta love that. Um, uh, but I the leave recording button here. I got to leave real quick. <laughs> hey, 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 they're seven miles apart. We may be like however many miles apart we are, but I, I love it. I, I, the Derby. So I, I'm, I'm technically 43 right now. And then I'm planning my 50th to be at that game, Manchester City versus Manchester United, whichever stadiums it's in. My, my birthday's in May, and that's when I'm going to be at that game for my 50th. That's my – I will die that day and be happy. <laughs> that's Listen, what I'm doing. I, gotta, I have a deep disdain for City more so than the rest. Aguero <laughs> ruined my wedding. Oh, no. So, in 13? Yeah, like, yeah, even my wife, she won't talk about that. She goes, no. everything was great up to that. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And then right, my son, Riley, he goes, Dad, how come you guys don't talk? I said, don't. Don't bring it up. I'm going to get upset. Then your mom's going to get upset, and we don't want to go that way. You know, not uh, 
yeah, not to steal the show from what we're really here to talk about, but I couldn't, I can't let the city stuff slide. I'm sorry, man. All right. Well, I guess it's declared we can't be friends <laughs> in a personal aspect. Darn it. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, man. Right. My, my fault. My fault. My fault. Move on, Herman. <laughs> no. I'm not yeah. moving on because I love it. That's what the sport I, is all about, right? I do too. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I, yeah. But, yeah. but uh, you know, the, the window, going back to you say a little bit, the window started, I thought it started really well. I know the result is a nil-nil draw in Azteca, which is a very tough stadium, but it really should have been 2-0, definitely 1-0, you know. Um, we had two chances right in front of goal that we should have buried. But um, hey, I'll still take the nil-nil draw, and then like like Than said, uh, the win against Panama at home was very convincing, and just it seemed like Costa Rica was playing the counter, and also Kaylor Navas came up huge for them. You know, I personally believe Kaylor Navas is so unjustly disrespected, but that's for another day. Um, but I wish we would have drawn at least, you know, but yeah. at the same time, I understand how hard it is to obtain points in a World Cup qualifier. And I'm happy that the U.S. qualified. I think they have all summer and fall to to get everything uh, working correctly so we can go into the to the World Cup. You know, your uh, opponent tomorrow and you have six months to prepare. Yep. And. I agree with Than. Yeah, that's right. The, the the draw is tomorrow. And I agree with Than. I, I'd rather see the U.S. go up with some of the heavyweights because I feel we're at this stage in our soccer. Uh, you're in or you're out. You're in or you're out, but you're also trying to earn that respect, right? And you're not going to earn that respect if you beat, and I don't want to disrespect, but quote-unquote lower lower um how about this lower fifa ranked teams right you you want to you want to beat the players that everybody knows and that's why i feel like both of y'all went with england you know because like the premier league is is what everybody knows and it would be a huge statement if we do it again you know but uh as long as it's one of the big dogs i want to see what we have when we go against one of the top soccer nations in the world cup because the whole world's watching go ahead I got to be honest, you know, the reason I picked England is, I mean, I am a closet England fan. I was an England fan long before I was a U.S. men's national team fan. Um, but I honestly think that's the game I always look forward to the most. USA versus England. I don't care how far back you got to go, even as far back as, you know, our, our country's founding roots. Like, it's always been USA, England. Let's go toe-to-toe. Let's see who's the better of the two countries. If we come out and even if we win, like, pip one, one-nil, against number five ranked England in the world, like then, you know, we are on to something. And right now I, I would be hesitant to say that we couldn't beat them. Uh, you know, their back line is in shambles right now. I would pick Walker Zimmerman over Harry Maguire. I know that might be blasphemous to some people, but Slabhead is just not playing his best game. And their back line is suspect at best, depending on the day. So I, I personally believe, and you can mark me down on the 31st of March, I think we can compete with England, and I think we can give them a run for their money. And that's coming you know, from an England, a generally England fan, too. Ooh, that's, 
that's tough, but noted. I I would agree with that sentiment. Like we have the talent to do it, and yes, Harry Maguire is not playing his best football. But aside from that, like we have the talent to compete, man. I feel like we have a great midfield when everybody's healthy. We have players with flair that can that can attack, you know. Um, and we also have that that grit, that American personality, you know, that defines us, the physicality, the grit that it takes to to to, to fight in these type of matches. So I. That's what I'm looking most forward to in this World Cup for the USA to kind of like put the flag down in the soccer world and said, we're here and we're here for real. And, and that, that's what I'm looking most forward to for us to take the next next step in, in, in world the world of football. That's what's up, man. I'm ready. All right. Six I'm- months from now. So World <laughs> Cup talk. All right, we're out. <laughs> All right. Miami this weekend. Houston. Miami Houston. That's what's up right now. So you're not going to this one. You're not going to this one, right? No, I am not traveling to this one. <laughs> Fun fact, neither am I. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, yeah that, that's true. So I hate the fact that it's in Fort Lauderdale and I hate the fact that the airport's in Fort Lauderdale and I got to go to South beach. It's 45 minutes friggin' South. I hate that. Man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it, it's a big sticking point right now amongst the fan base. We were supposed to have the freedom park vote through the city of Miami, uh, this past Tuesday. And yet again, it was pushed back because I think this time, uh, one of the attorneys had a misschedule and scheduling conflict and miraculously was out of town. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's getting frustrating for the fan base. Uh, don't get me wrong, Drive Pink Stadium for what we have is a gorgeous stadium. But it's also kind of just like there's, there's, there's an executive airport, there's an empty lot, there's some warehouses, then boom, Drive Pink Stadium. It, it kind of just looks like it, it, does, it doesn't belong there. It's like a sore thumb. It's a warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. I I went, I went four years ago to, uh, no, sorry. Yeah. I went four years ago to Real Madrid versus Barcelona. And I I bought a hotel on uh, South, uh, South beach. And then didn't realize it was Fort Lauderdale, 45 minutes away Mm. to the game. But go ahead. No, what I was going to say is, the one thing I will give the team is that they built an absolutely gorgeous training facility out there. It's, I see more of like the Philly union stuff up my way. And I would say that our training facility down in, in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area is on par with one of the best academies in the MLS right now in Philly. Nice. How, how are the academies doing the, the, the youngsters, I mean, the youngsters, the, 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 problem, the problem is that with all the coaching changes we've done, the philosophy changes, the foundation changes, the youngsters are being affected to a degree, but we're already starting to see some of the youth find their way up to first-team status. So if we continue on with that, and thankfully we have Chris Henderson who believes in that, um, we're, you guys are going to start hearing of Inter-Miami's Academy, you know, I'd say five years. It's going to start rising up to the top of one you should talk about because the academies are performing week in, week out. 
It just hasn't trickled all the way up to, you know, inner Miami two, and then the first team squad. That's good. We need the American youth to rise up and just be everywhere and compete everywhere. Know the academies. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm if you if you ever go back and listen to any of the old episodes, I'm youth first and bring in old aging DPs later, which you know didn't help that it stabbed us in the back numerous times over the past couple of seasons. But you know, that only drove home my point. Youth first, get the kids involved, get them on the field, build something that you can rely on for years in, years out, and just be proud of what you built rather than just constantly buying pieces to slot in. That's a good segue into the next topic, but I do want to ask you a little bit more about the stadium because when I first saw the news about Beckham buying the team, there was this, and I believe that's what you talked about earlier, but give us a little bit more insight. Um, it was supposed to be like this massive soccer complex uh, where they built the stadium or did, did I misinterpret that? Or are they, are they planning on expanding that stadium or b- building a completely new one? So currently, as we, as we said, they're going to be building a brand new stadium. It's going to be called freedom park. Problem is that they cannot get the city in to vote on it. Like I previously mentioned, uh, there's a golf course there. There's a lot of back, backwater shady dealings going on it's one of those things that it's it's a strong point of contention from the fan base because they want to get it done the plans are gorgeous and and I, actually it was in beckham's original like agreement like when he gets a team he gets a stadium so eventually they are going to go away from drive pink stadium and into this massive hopefully beautiful stadium that's that's going to be built for the game we love but right now we're stuck with what we've got, which, you know, in comparison to other teams, it's, it's not bad. It's just not what we all thought it was going to be after year three. I was going to say that it, it doesn't look bad. And like, what's going to happen to it afterwards? Do you know? I don't at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if it got taken down, but I could also see them trying to repurpose it as, uh, you know, a smaller scale stadium for some of the academies to play at. That's that's actually a good point. All right. So moving moving right along, and thank you for that. You said old aging DPs, and it made me think of two players in Inter Miami. And I guess this is a perfect set way for you to give us a more inside look into your roster and who do you like, who should we who should we be looking out for this weekend when they play against us, but Old aging DPs and Inter Miami, two names come to mind. Obviously, everybody knows Iwain, and those who follow the European soccer know about Blas Matu- Matuidi from that came from Juventus. So, I have my opinion on how they adjusted to MS- MLS, but I'd love to hear it from you. Oh, because you know you're going to hear it. That's <laughs> you know right. I'm not going to hold back. So <laughs> That's why we I'll brought start, you here. <laughs> I'll start off with the, I'll start, yeah, well, I'll start off with the easier of the two to discuss. Blaze Matuidi right. is no longer with the team. He is currently a quote-unquote ambassador. What that boiled down to, and 
please, any inner Miami fan who's listening to this, don't crucify me on this. But it was, hey, you suck. Stop playing. You will, we will pay you because we don't want to cut you after the fan base was absolutely gutted when we had to sell Lewis Morgan because of you. So we're just going to have you here. Just show up to events and look like you're having a good time. Uh, uh, one of our discord members walked into the, they had like a pub crawl inner Miami sponsored pub crawl. And he said he was, he was walking around the bar. Then boom, blaze between. was just standing there as an ambassador to the team. Just, you know, thumbs up, smile and taking pictures. That's literally all a world cup champion is doing for this team right now. Does he take up a roster spot? Nah, I do not believe so because he's technically in a club ambassador role right now. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I guess getting to Higuain, I mean, I have my own personal beefs with him. I'm not his biggest fan. Um, my son and I, after the Philadelphia Union game, now I'm going to give him the fact that his mother passed away. So be it. You know, I don't wish anything on him or Federico with that. But my son and I were standing in the pouring down rain in the springtime in Philadelphia, which is freaking cold, if you don't know. And my, my son was so excited to see Higuain. I'd been telling him about him, telling him stories about how Higuain used to play. And he just walked past us. Didn't even acknowledge us. Just walked right on past us. And my son kind of just looked at me and he was six at the time. And I'm like, I don't know, buddy. Like everybody else stopped. But uh, Higuain was one of the ones that that didn't. And I, the reason I bring that story up is because it segues a few months later all the fans started noticing, hey, he doesn't give a, he doesn't give a, a rat's ass about us. He doesn't care. Uh, and, and his play started to show that he never came over and applauded the fan base. He never looked to inspire the fan base to push on to assist the team to win. And the relationship soured immensely. We heard well, all think- these things coming through the offseason about he's supposed to be this new and improved man and you're not going to see him throwing his hands up or having a temper tantrum or or this that the other thing and then honest to god within the first two games he starts reverting back to his old self to the point where it i i believe it's time to bench him and bench him for good if he doesn't want to conform with what this team needs and that was one of the questions I actually had written down. It was about him. Is it his style? Is it his ego or his passion that he's playing with? Because I don't know from the Miami perspective, is he a team player? Is he a locker room player? And I think you just said, no, 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 no. So Yeah, I mean, his quote was, I'm not going to get it verbatim, but it was something along the lines of, I thought I could come over here and play with a cigarette in my mouth. He's not Maradona. That that rubbed the fan base the entire wrong way. And almost all of us now are, I I don't want to speak for everybody. I'll say for myself, I'll I'll even speak for Jay and Alex. um, We're, we're done. Like you, you got to move on. If he wants to come out and start being a, a, a team player instead of a team pariah, that's awesome. Let's go for it. You know, he, he can score with the best of them. I mean, I'll look back to that same game where I was, you know, a little perturbed with him not saying anything to my son or at least just acknowledging his presence and think back to the goals he scored and assisted on. He could be fantastic. He just chooses not to because his ego refuses to let him believe that he's hurting the team. 
Yeah, so be done with him. Be done with him. Y'all yeah. are better than that. Yeah. Well, we saw, we signed him, and we're paying the financial ramifications right now for keeping him or cutting him. And we don't hardly have any money as it is because of all the DP issues we had. Hmm. So, well, then the the whole rebuild y'all have as well. The, so, as I alluded to, because the team cheated and McDonough screwed the team over by doing a backwater shady deal with Blaze Matweedy. We had to sell Lewis Morgan to cover most of that financial impact. And we actually had the highest roster turnover in MLS history this past offseason. And oh, I we believe pretty much it. had to we had to do almost like bargain deals. Um, I mean, that's why you see a Diop on the team right now, because he came over for essentially dirt cheap. Um, so yeah, like I said, they're hurting for money, and this is just the beginning of the sanctions. Goalkeeper is one of my other questions tonight, too. So, but we'll wait on that. <laughs> no, that's cool. So, I actually want to tie this all together because you touched on something I didn't expect you to. And just a little background where our fan base is we've had um, management that did not want to invest in the team and for lack of a better term was not eager to be involved with the fan base or the team you never saw ownership at the games or anything like that that's been the last stadium and build right exactly five five six the past five six seven years no it was 10 years 2012 the stadium yes but yeah. the management feels like uh, okay, it could be 10 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. this offseason we got a new owner. Uh I believe he made most of his fortune with real estate in, in New York, uh Ted Sagal. And he's been more involved this offseason than the previous ownership has in the past five, ten years, you know. But the reason I bring this up is because Dynamo fans are thirsty for those DP signings. But I I think Dynamo fans need to listen to your story because it's not just about the big name and selling the jerseys. It's about finding a DP that can, A, adjust to the type of league MLS has become. Because like you noted, like you noted, Iwain said, I thought I could cakewalk in MLS. That's the perception that a lot of people have outside of the country about our league right and mm-hmm. thankfully that's changing i believe that the 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 style of play is much better and higher quality than than previous years but more importantly listening to you it's about finding a dp who actually wants to be here as well and who can engage with the fans because at the end of the day that's what's going to make it work so I, I think that's that's an interesting point. I didn't I didn't I didn't think you were gonna mention that about EYN. So that's a very interesting point that you shared and the importance of finding a not just a DP, but a DP who cares and actually makes the team better and can, you know, uh intertwine with the fan base. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's why losing Lewis hurt the team or hurt the fan base more than uh we would all like to admit 
Uh, I remember seeing that coming across and I actually messaged his agent. I was like, Hey, are you serious? What's going on? And he said, yeah, they jettisoned us for the, for the gam. Uh, and then we got $1.2 million in gam, but to, to touch back on what you had already said, to, to put a little bit of caution to your tail, when it all goes wrong, it's going to go wrong catastrophically, especially if you bring in the old DPs. To put a number to my previous statement, we jettisoned 18 players from the 2021 roster. That's how big our overhaul was. Tw- 18 players, including the likes of Rodolfo Pizarro, Julian Carranza, Nico Figal, Morgan. So that was, and I will say the biggest loss for us was almost all of our defense because on top of Figal, we lost LGP in the back. Uh, and, and honestly, I didn't, I didn't expect to see either one of those two go because they were at points rock steady for us. And it left us with a pretty critical hole in our, in our team, uh, which we can, we'll get into later. Talking about your defense, tell me more about carrying Gibbs. You know, I know we got some fellow Gooners that listen to us, and what can you tell us about his? How has he adapted to the league? What What are your thoughts on on him? You know, I like Kieran Gibbs. Um, yeah, I knew him from his EPL days. Uh, he he has been a good locker room presence. He has been the anti Gonzalo. I know he has been working with some of the youth players, even when he was working through injury, uh, especially Noah Allen, who's our young, promising left back, who I, I personally believe is going to be a good cornerstone for us. Kieran's been working with those guys to try and help them uh, get their game up to speed while he's out. Because no matter what, you know, Kieran Gibbs has that uh, England and Europe experience. So to lose somebody like that's always going to be hurtful. But if he's able to help those kids and help the players who are kind of filling in in spots, you know, that's only a benefit for your team all the way around. No doubt. That's good to hear. That's good to hear the a, a actual veteran and, and some veteran leadership for your for your youngsters, for sure. And the quality on the pitch, I imagine, is is the same. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was going to say, yeah, the, the quality on the pitch, I would say, is not where he would want it to be, but it's also, for those of us who are rational fans, you have to understand, he's older, his legs have, have, have a lot of miles on him, he's not going to be the same as he was like when you remember playing FIFA as a kid with him. You know, it's not going to be the same Kieran Gibbs. So, for what we got and what we paid for, on the back end of getting all the experience to the youngsters, that's you can't put a price on that. And I think that we're seeing an adequate return on the field as well. But I wouldn't say it's an immense for us right now. Tan four, and I know OSG has a question about the guy he helps protect. So go ahead, OSG, take it away, buddy. The the goalkeeper situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, so is, is is Marsman Marsman still injured? Let's just let's just start with him because we know that's your your top flight goalkeeper that y'all want to start. Is he still injured? What's his status? Uh, Marsman just featured for Inter Miami two against Columbus Crew two in the MLS Next Pro game. Uh, I believe it was 
uh, beginning of the week or end of last week, and he could have been picking daisies out there. He didn't have much to do. Uh, I do believe he will be ready for the match against Houston, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, Dos Santos or Calendar just as a last second, hey, Marsman's not 100% ready to go. Which means, I know you, I know, well, what do you think of Calendar? Let's just tell everybody. Uh, yeah. Listen, okay, <laughs> okay. I, I'm for those of you who don't know me, I have watched Drake Calendar through Fort Lauderdale CF all last year. I said he wasn't the goalkeeper. I think we have other goalkeepers who are better than him. He comes out, and I said before the the last game, I said we're going to lose because Drake Calendar's in net. And I said we would lose 3-0. We lost 3-1. So I, I don't have anything against him as as, as a person. But as a right, goalkeeper, right. Yeah. as a goalkeeper, I wish we would have kept Castanera or even John McCarthy with his dad hat. Like if I would see John McCarthy tr- like trotting out to the field with his dad baseball cap on, trying not to like <laughs> stare into the sun, I'd feel more confident. But so Calvin's you're not, not confident in you're not confident in Diop at all. You prefer Dos Santos Diop, over him. Diop's injured. He's six to eight oh, uh, weeks. Okay. Six to eight weeks with okay. a thigh injury, I believe. All right. So if Marsman doesn't start, who starts for you? I'm I'm gonna go I'm against. Sorry, I hurt your heart. St- yeah, I gotta say calendar because I don't know. I know Dos Santos was dealing with a an injury. I, I'm going to have to go calendar, and I don't like saying that, but it is what it is. Well, and Dos Santos hasn't played a minute for Inter-Miami, and calendar has, so it's kind of like only depends on practice. What do you know? Yeah, yeah you know, oh. and I would agree with you on that, but I also would like – I mean, I know the fact that he's he's been in and around the team, and he's at least been like working off to the side in recent weeks. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put like pushed him into the role quickly because that's what they did when they found out that Diop went down. They said, "Oh yeah, calendar. By the way, here you go," and that was literally within a couple hours of game time. Diop went down. Well, so, it's, it's, not- it's time for a win. I mean, it's been five hundred and ninety days, I guess. I'm, I'm not going to go exact since we won a, an away game. So. Uh. We need the keeper that'll let the ball in. So then you want Drake Calendar. <laughs> All right. Calendar. Calendar it is. Put him in the starting lineup, Vegas. No. All right. All right. That was oh. that was my that was my keeper question. That's uh, that's just what I had. It's like you need you need Marsman. Yeah, we need Marsman. He has tremendous leadership capabilities. He's not afraid to bark at the back line if they're not in position. Um he, he just he brings the intangibles that this team needs as a leader from the back. And he, he's not afraid to make the necessary play. Perfect example, it was against Chicago. Diop had the ball. It was 90th minute plus two. The team or the, the fans are screaming, kick the ball up the field. We had a chance. Chicago was, was caught off guard, and Diop held onto the ball and let the ref mm-hmm. blow the whistle. Marsman would have sent that into the supporter section to get the ball down there. Like, he would have absolutely blasted it. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're really anticipating Marsman coming back. We're all hopeful it's this week. But if it's one more week, I, you know, I fully understand. They got to make sure number one's good to go. 
Right. Absolutely. You said it's a long season. It's a long season. So, but I hope uh, he's still recovering on our behalf. Just kidding. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I hope he's healthy. And I, I actually, I want to, if we're going to win or you're going to win, I want it to be against the best. So we're going to put out our best. And when y'all put out y'all's best, and let's go. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not going to get our, I mean, our best is, our best might be worse than San Jose some days because, you know, the team's still gelling. But, you know, I, all I want out of this game is both teams to show fight and get, give us a show. Because the inner Miami fans and, you know, for what Houston fans have gone through, we all just deserve a show. We deserve a back and forth battle. Give us 90 minutes of, of pure excitement rather than a, a zero zero draw where we're just passing the ball back and forth between the back lines and hoping something sticks. All right. Well, no, Herman's biting his tongue because that's what's next is our predicted starting lineup and the style of playing what to expect and so let's get into it Herman, take over bro yeah i want to ask you about a specific player i'm intrigued because the dynamo i'll give you kind of like the the short rundown we uh our our head coach is basically he was the head coach for sporting kansas city number two basically um he loves to play the 4-3-3 and I feel like the Dynamo are very dangerous when they go forward if they have two key people in the midfield. Um, one of them is our number 10, which would be Darwin Quintero. Um, he is not a DP. Um, we, we downgraded him at the start of the season, but essentially he's our DP in my opinion. Um, the tack is so much more dangerous when he's when he's involved. Um, the past coach didn't play him as much. I don't understand why. Some people say it's his fitness because he's closer to 40 than 30. But it's it's clear night and day that when he's involved, our attack is more dangerous. The other person that Dynamo fans are keeping their eye on this week is our DP suppose yeah Sebas Ferreira our DP signing this offseason he's a, a a young striker from Paraguay and we broke our transfer fee to to obtain him and we're still waiting for him to score his first goal and well, I wanted well, hold on let's, let's cut you off yeah flew right after the Paraguay game Right after he f jumped on the plane and he's already back in training with the Dynamo in Miami. Let's go. He's ready. Continue. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Just to cut in real quick because there's way too many players that need to take three, four, five days off after they've you know played with their national teams. You know, get back to the team, get back with your friends, get back with your family, and and focus on the task at hand. You don't need you don't need another vacation. Not saying they don't deserve it, but. The, the team you're going back to is also paying your bills. So it's nice to see somebody jumping right back to it and excited to get back to work. He, he's his job is in jeopardy per se. So he's got work to do. So let's go. Personally, I feel like our fan base is freaking out a little bit quick. They are, uh, they are. because we signed, we broke a transfer fee for a striker that hasn't scored a goal, but get subbed on by a rookie that we drafted top of the draft this year and has good spurts here and there. 
but also hasn't scored. And you hear some of our fan base saying that he should start over our our DP. And in my opinion, I think it's way too early to start freaking out. Um, so I'm hoping that Seba scores this weekend or at least it's involved in the attack because the style of play that he's playing is he's more of a hold-up striker than a I'm going to give you a through ball and you go chase it and try and score type striker, if that makes sense. But I wanted to ask you about Leonardo Campana because, to me, very similar to Sebas Ferreira. Young from Ecuador, and I feel like that's the direction the league is going after ATL kind of started that trend of getting young South American players. So... Your thoughts on Leonardo Campana and any questions on the Dynamo? I, I know I gave you like a quick, dirty uh, <laughs> summary of the Dynamo. And Eric, please feel free to chime on anything I might may have missed. Well, that is up. All right. So I know I was high on him, not as high as some of our other signings. But, you know, I'm going to keep reverting back to if they came from the EPL, I'm going to hold you to a little bit of a different standard. Um, I, I saw he came from Wolverhampton. He's done it in some of the greatest cathedrals of football in the EPL. And there's a lot of high standards that he's being held to that he's not quite living up to right now. Uh, I know I compared his style of play to somewhat of like a Chicharito or an Edison Cavani who is going to sneak in there and slot home the goal when you least expect it. And against Chicago, honestly, he could have had a hat trick plus two because he had so many great opportunities because he kept doing exactly that. He would get into the open space. He he would find it when you least expected it, and he'd put it in on net. That being said, Miami in general, in all their sports teams, are, are, are demanding of instant impact and that is something as well as much as the whole entire team hasn't provided. He especially hasn't provided for what we thought he was going to be. Um, I don't know. It, it's a little disheartening, but again, the whole entire team is still needing the gel. I know I keep coming back to that, but it's it's still a major, major process for this team. So I think he'll be okay when it's all said and done, but he's going to have to go through a major uh, learning curve at this point. What's kind of Inter-Miami's identity or a, a style of play that we can expect from Inter-Miami? Helter-skelter, scared out of our minds. We don't know what we're doing. U6, uh, you know, Saturday ball, which I watch my son play. Like, honestly, that's what well, we're well, at right now. So um, before you go into your style, what is your expected lineup? So who's going to perform the expected style that y'all – are going to put out against us and be the same in return. But what is your lineup you're expecting and what style are you playing? So I'm going to expect, we're going to come out with calendar and goal. Uh, oh, no. I know. I know. We're going to do Kieran Gibbs, Quinteros, McVeigh, and my boy, Noah Allen. I heard yes, about Noah that Allen. man. I heard about that man. He's what? 17 years old. 17 and yeah. he, and and I know the fan base is uh, again. I keep saying that the fan base has already turned on him a little bit. What? But you got to understand, he's 17 years old. 
give the kid a chance. Yeah, I get, promise get. you. I was talking about him all last year at Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, gotta give him a chance because he could be a cornerstone piece to our foundation for years to come. If you listen to Inner Miami podcast and you listen to Dan, everybody's gonna know Noah Allen is a special player. Behave. Hashtag. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag behave. Um, yeah. But Noah's going to be thrusted into this lineup because Breck Shea's down. And quite frankly, after his antics over the past two games, I would have been shocked if Phil marched uh, marched uh, our snake catcher, our lizard king, Breck Shea, out into the uh, starting lineup. Uh, for those of you who don't know, real quick story, Breck Shea actually caught a snake at practice. He was walking into training one day and saw a snake on the sidewalk and just grabbed it and picked it up like he was uh, Steve Irwin. Uh, so some of our disc, some of our Discord members made shirts that said uh, uh, Breck, "Breck catch snack" or something like that, with like you know the old style flag, but it's Breck, uh, Breck Shea instead. Um, so you know, fun. You know, we have we have some fun with it. You know, we got to have fun with whatever we can with this team. Um, but getting back to the lineup, uh, we'll go Robbie Taylor, Gregory, another one of the guys I've been talking about, Acosta in the midfield. Uh, we'll finish off with Mota, Higuain, and Campana. Again, I don't like that. Higuain's up top. I would rather see maybe Acosta back off. I know I just said he's my boy, but like back him up a little bit, put Mota down in, and then go with uh, like an Emerson, Campana, and uh, your boy, Ariel Lassiter. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not our boy. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to see all three of those guys get a go at it. Um, but yeah, how about you guys? What do you think your starting lineup is going to be? Well, before we go into that, like Higuain, according to Foot Mob, is a, a 7.14 rating for the entire season so far. And I, I found that hard to believe when I saw it. And obviously, you don't believe that, right? Well, I will say that he, there was. He got the penalty. A couple times. Well, yeah, yeah, there's that. But there was a couple times where he actually led the league in key passes created. There just wasn't the finish to the end of those opportunities. I want to say that was the LAFC game. I could very well be wrong. Um, he was playing with his back to the goal. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. then whenever he has to get up and finish the ball, he throws his hands up in the air, you know, freaks out. I guarantee you, you guys will see it three, four times this game. So just keep an eye out for that. But other than that, he's been he's he's been a shell, and that's he, that's probably putting it too nicely. He's just been a shell of his former self. All right. Well, he's going to have a tough time this weekend. We focus on defense, and defense has been strong, so he's going to have a tough time. Even old ass Parker and Hadebi, who we expect to start. So starting lineup for us: Steve Clark, the old man and goalkeeper. He's been he's been holding strong, holding strong so far this season. And then left side, we're going to go Lundquist, who was captain last game when Parker took a break for some reason. And then uh, it's kind of hard. They're doing a rotation with the defenders. They're doing Steres. They're doing Parker and the Teenage is the DP. And they're doing a rotation. So I'm expecting Teenage and Parker this weekend and Steres is on the bench. But one of two of the three, that's what you're going to get. And then – it's going to be a question mark, Zeka or Dorsey on the right side. Herman, what do you think? Man, I 
I'm going to say Dorsey until I see Seca start, if that makes sense. Like, I want Seca. Yeah. I want Seca to see what he has. So he's one of our newest signings uh, from this offseason. But we kind of got him as the season started. Uh, he hasn't started a game for us yet. And the, the fan base is curious to see what, what we got, you know? <laughs> he's, uh, he's shown he's shown a lot. And he's played, I think, a 20 minutes in KC and 30 minutes uh, last weekend or two weekends ago. So he, he's shown he's shown us a lot. And we're, we're ready for him. And Dorsey was a right winger thrown into defender. And Zeka is a defender that is an attacking defender. So we, we kind of want Zeka for the style that we're playing. So I got to ask you guys, Darwin Quintero, I saw that against the Vancouver game, he actually had a brace. What, what would lead him from his spot to be, to be able to score like that? I mean, obviously I didn't watch the match, um, but who would you say your main goal threat is and, and, and how do you guys attack? And I guess I'll segue into the next style of play. I'll, I'll let you guys lead off. So for Cantero, our, our right now everybody's doubling Seabass, Sebastian Fidea, and everybody's doubling him. And Cantero's we're so technically we're playing a four-two-three-one. So we have the two far wingers, a central attacking midfielder is Cantero, and he's they're, they're not guarding him right now, and they're just leaving him wide open, and and he makes all these. <laughs> creative chances and they're doubling Seabass and Seabass is playing with his back to the wall and it's it's, it's a little different story right now but Herman your perspective no I think I think you described it perfectly it's a 4-3-3 but essentially it's it's what he what he said a 4-2-3-1 three, one, yeah. Yeah. yeah where we try to involve wingers to feed uh, Sebas Sebas Ferreira um but Quintero is basically that free-roaming number 10, right? Um, Quintero is always going to try and score bangers like the one that you probably saw as a highlight. Um, but like Eric said, now that they're paying attention to Sebas, he actually has some space to operate. I think when we're most dangerous is when the wingers actually come into the box and actually get involved. Yes, into the attack because if we become a one-two between the striker and the number ten, we're not going to be as as uh, dangerous when we attack. In order for that system to work, the wingers have to come in and get involved, and I think that's when we're most dangerous. So it's essentially a four-three-three, but the two other midfielders kind of back off. Um, I don't know if he'll play because he is uh, very crucial to his national team uh one of our midfielders coco carrasquilla he's uh he plays for the panama national team but he's your ideal box-to-box great midfielder and we have um a cdm uh vera from argentina uh i know i'm gonna get uh killed for this but to me don't he, say it. he he plays like cante you know short guy but is all over the field, can take the ball away and distribute it, you know? Um, so those two kind of play a little, take a step back and let 
Darwin be that number 10 with the two wingers and the striker. So that's the way I feel we we attack and we play. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see it because, I mean, I don't watch a lot of Houston. I try to catch the highlights, but, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out against us. Uh, in terms of Inter-Miami, it's going to be a toss-up. Uh, with, with the four games already completed, we've either gone a 3-5-2 or a 4-4-2. So I'm going to feel confident enough that we're not going to play the 3-5-2. We're going to come out in a 4-4-2. Uh, the last time we came out in a 3-5-2, we got walloped by Austin. I think that was a 5-1 loss, which I am correct. That was 5-1. to one. Uh, You know, Phil tried to institute three five two 3-5-2 with uh, Allen and Yedlin on the wings, pushing forward and driving the pace of the team. And a lot of teams were focusing on Noah Allen's youth and inexperience and doubling Yedlin to the best of their abilities to force Noah to make bad decisions, which was leading to lack of service to Higuain, Lasseter, whoever was up front. Um, in terms of our style of play, we are very much so, and it's it is painful. It is it is v- vanilla. It is vanilla football. Goalkeeper to center back and left to right, left to right. If I, I, I'm going to go back to my United, my my beloved Manchester United, it is Ole Ball. If any of you watched while Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was the manager, especially towards the end, it was left to right along the back line. If you go back and look at any of our previous stats and pass charts, it was left back to center back to center back to right back or wing, center back, center back, center back, wing, goalkeeper. Those were all of our solid lines are for passing. And then we just either give it to the wingers and have them run, or we just pray and throw a lob ball over the top and see if we can get anything going up that way. If we end up into the attacking third, we will mix up some crosses with some you know distribution from the middle, but a lot of it is get get it to the wing and dump it in and see if something can happen. As I said before, it's very very vanilla football. Uh, I think it was well. If I know for a fact, Phil Ad or yeah, Phil Adams, good lord, uh, Phil Neville came out and said that we need to get back to basics. I'm not sure how much more basic you can get than being able to pass the ball in the backyard. If that's what it takes, I'm going to fly my son down. I'm going to get him a first team contract and I'll have him go out there and perform because it's exactly what he's, what Phil Neville's asking them to do. And they can't do it. So yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, I would take that weather over what I'm dealing with now. So <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, it's gotta be tough. Y'all have so many, y'all have so many players come new players come in. It was, it's got, it's gotta be tough. This season had not to have no promise behind it. Did it? I don't know. Cause at first did y'all feel excited or no? Oh, Oh hell yeah. We were, we were spoon fed the lies that everything was going to turn around. Everything was going to be different. Everything was going to be better. And I'm, I'm not on the Neville out train. The Neville out train is starting to pull away from the station a little bit here and, and starting to gain some momentum. 
Uh, but yeah, but the problem is too, folks have to understand Neville's got a brand new team and Henderson's working to get the players in play to play the ball like he wanted to and it did successfully up in Seattle. He is trying to get all of this in play. So as much as it sucks to say in year three, we are essentially on our expansion year now. This to me is our expansion year. The first two were throwaways. The expansion year is now, and that has to be right going forward from this point because there's there's no wiggle room for error anymore. No, you have to show the, the city that you're there for them and at the same time vice versa. Yeah, that's hard. You come in expansion and just two years later, you're going to, hey, let's do our laundry. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough because we watched Nashville do their thing and they were they came in the same year we did. We watched uh, Austin throttle us. You know, even myself, like Jay and I openly admit, <laughs> admitted and laughed about hmm. the cringeworthy FC Cincinnati chance and promotional videos. And we can't even laugh at that because they drubbed us. And so it's like the pain has finally just become surreal at this point. Like it's, 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 it's numbing. It's it just like, you want the team to succeed and you know, you're going out to get hurt. Most likely every single time you turn on the TV or go out to the stadium. So we just so want can the I team give, to succeed. Can I give you a positive? So I'll take foot, positive. Yeah. So foot mob has a prediction with the 50%, 56% win percentage for Miami and a 38% loss percentage for, uh, or a win percentage for Houston and a 6% draw. So y'all are favored at home. They don't know Drake calendar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you have calendar and we have 585 or however many days since we have not won a road game at the same time. So who's going to fail first? Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I predicted, I believe I predicted a three, nothing loss on our last episode. I so think I'm, going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to hold true to my original statement. Uh, you know, I want you guys, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. You guys are, are, are looking like you're going to be turning it around and getting around that corner. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like when we finally actually launch, actually take flight, take those baby steps and become the team that, you know, we all want to be because we love this team, but damn, is it hard? It is. It is so it is. hard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, the fan base here has the same problem sometimes or the past so many years. So, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they'll figure it out and get y'all in the right, the right status. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the good thing is, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to La Familia. Uh, you know, we have the Siege. We have uh, Nacion Rosa Negra. We have the Southern yep. Legion, a Vice City. Uh, the inner Miami supporters, uh, you know, every one of those supporters group goes out and makes an absolute party, whether it's a win, whether it's a loss, whether there's, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the famous video from last year's rain delay where the, the supporters were just pounding the drums and the blare and the trumpets and everybody was dancing underneath the, the stands, you know, that's what this city 
is ready to support. If the team succeeds and starts winning, watch out. Because I, you know, even right now, I'll put La Familia against anybody because they they have an unbridled love for this club. Um, Let's go! I love it. I I love to hear that fans are there and fans are there in America. That's who. Let's get it going everywhere. We need to fill the. We need to fill the stadiums, please. Yeah. So my sources, my sources were wrong. I had a my guy Fred. He said he left two tickets in his car. Your Miami tickets. And uh, his car got broken into, and they left two more tickets inside, man. So it's lies. My sources are wrong. Damn, I feel like you saw that on one of the best uh, Twitter pages in all of Twitter for Inter Miami Sports. I don't know, man. That seems that seems way too familiar. But uh, uh, did you guys happen to see the Chris Rock meme, uh, Chris Rock Will Smith meme we put up? Because that was that was no, we we saw that one too. So don't don't. Hey, we're we're talking about the positives, not the negatives. You just took a. I told I told you guys before we started. I'm keeping it a hundred. I love it. You are. I love it. And my positivity is at a is at an all time low. I saved the reserves I'm dipping in for for you guys, for my beautiful one year old daughter and my seven year old son, and sometimes my wife, mainly the kids. <laughs> so you know, like I gotta, I, I just gotta, yeah, you know, I just I'm digging into the little bit I have for you guys, but you just gotta work with me here. <laughs> Hilarious, man! Hilarious. Oh man, but you know. Yeah, we'll see. After this weekend, we'll see because uh, when it's all said and done, you know, uh, from you know the Inter Miami family, uh, from from the Inter Miami podcast family, from La Familia, you know, we wish you guys all the best. Uh, you know, we wish you guys if you're coming down, any of the Houston listeners, safe travels. Uh, feel free to you know link up with us while we're down there. We have tailgates before the the game starts. Uh, please, you know, enjoy our beautiful area. Enjoy Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, come down for a good time because rain, shine, you know, hurricanes, we're going to have a good time watching the game we all love. So, you know, we hope to see you all come down and have a great time. Kind of like tonight in your storm, you still sat in your car and did this show tonight for us. And 100 percent love that and appreciate you for doing that. Super special. Absolutely. You know, anything for you guys, you know, I'd happy to be uh, happy to be able to come on again next season, assuming you guys don't slack us around and assuming that you admit that city is is, is, is hot garbage in the empty hot. Hey. <laughs> city is number one. <laughs> All right, number let's one. cut this off. Let's... Oh, God. Yeah. I, I got All right. Go. All right. Ben, thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Respect Miami. Hey, let's good luck to y'all this weekend. And we uh, expect a good game and a great game. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, two to one Houston, by the way. Call it off. I'm gonna stick with three nothing. Okay. I say three two. I want that entertaining match that fan wants, but I I got the dynamo winning. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, but uh, thanks again, Fan, and thank you so much for doing this and for giving us some of your time. I know we can keep on talking forever, but we really appreciate this. This was so much fun for OSG and I. Thank you so much, man. This was fun. Good night, yeah, sir. Go, go, welcome. 
And uh, you know, just family. as a tradition, I will. And just as a tradition, as we end every episode of Inter Miami, vamos Miami. Hey, vamos Dynamo. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Thanks a yeah. lot, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you. All right, take care, fellas. All right, good night. Let's go. That was fun, bro. That was fun. That was good, yeah, man. That was yeah, awesome. You know, yeah, you know, that was all off the cuff. Like I'm scrolling my phone trying to get information for you guys as I'm sitting out here because generally, you know, for I don't know if you guys do. Like I saw you guys put out your Twitter message, but we actually do a write up, like step by step what we're talking about and split it between the two or three of us that are going to be on the episode so that's what i'm used to looking at and then i was like oh shit i don't have that what am i gonna do what do i do oh, no. for filler? what do i do what do i do with my hands uh, you, just, so... yeah. you just had to roll with it tonight didn't you yeah I'm no sorry. you know what no no don't don't apologize you guys are doing awesome y'all I'll support you guys uh you know in any way we can over here you know we'll retweet your stuff um and and we'll 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 try to help you out in that way too. All right. Absolutely, bro. Thank you. I, I enjoyed listening to your show, and I'm still gonna listen to it. All right. Hey, you know what? That's awesome. You know, just try to uh, try to keep that city stuff to to a minimum. I, I got a vacation. <laughs> yes, sir. So hey, yes, jo- yes, jokes sir. aside, the yes, ultimate sir. cosmic karma. My son, he actually plays in the same academy that brought up Christian Pulisic. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I got to get him there. I got to have him in there. And wouldn't you know it, their uniforms are sky blue and white. I was like, son of a bitch. Yes. Secret about it. My my son looks at me, he goes, dad, I can't wear this. And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, it's like wearing a garbage bag. I don't want to. I know I'm going to have to, but I don't want to. And I'm like, like, just, just, just deal with it, Bob. It's okay. It's okay. So. Um, but yeah, you know what, guys? Like I said, it, it, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. You know, it's 1030 out here. I'm going to go check in on the family. But um, if you guys need anything at all, you can hit me up on my personal Twitter. If you guys want to ask anything or if you need any assistance with anything, f- feel free to reach out to me. If I can't get you the answer, I'll get with Alex or Jay, and we'll see if we can get you an answer. Um, oh, absolutely. You, know, you, you guys are doing a great uh, – you guys are doing great. You're on the right path. Just – you know, keep keep moving forward. That's the only thing I can say. You know, as speaking from folks that have experience through all the losses, you know, Jay at this point, Jay grabs a whiskey before we even start recording. Uh, so, you know, just <laughs> just, just 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 keep powering through, uh, and and you guys will be great. You guys will be absolutely fine. You guys will be leading the Dynamo, uh, you know, information sector for podcasts before you know it. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate that, bro. Thank you for coming on tonight, too. I appreciate you and Andrew Miami, and good luck this weekend. I appreciate you. Boys, enjoy the game. We'll talk later. Likewise. Yes, Best of luck out there, man. All right. So. See ya. Bye. Hey, let's hate the lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place, and we gon' put it in a face. Let them know. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Hey, let's hate the lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place, and we gon' put it in a face. Let them know. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Dude, that was good. That was a good ass episode, I feel, man. Fuck yeah, dude. That was, I mean, excuse me. F yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was, that was freaking, freaking awesome. awesome. That was freaking awesome, man. Yeah.
It was. It took so long. I didn't even ask the stupid ass fan question. I didn't care no more. What <laughs> I was didn't it? even ask you. What uh, no, was it? It a, oh, well, the stupid ass fan question was like, uh, 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 what two guys are, would be your wingman if you went to the bar tonight? You're single. You ain't got no children. You got no wife. You got no girlfriend. You're going to the bar. Which two players are your wingman? Your left and your right. Oh, arm? you came up with that one. Well, I was at the bar tonight before. And I was like, and that's what the bar came up with. So I was like, I'm going to use this one. <laughs> so let's use that one for the next episode like this that we do. Yeah, this one just ran so long. Like, I just let it go because I even yeah. had a question about Lasseter. I was like, what How? What do y'all feel about Lasseter? He came from us. And like, but so we just went so long. Like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cut a couple Dude, questions no out. Dude, no wonder the name sounded familiar. Fuck. That would have been a good question, OSG. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, but we just went. We just went so long. I mean, I had, I've still got two pages of shit I didn't even link into. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're good. We're good, bro. We're good. So no, I mean, I try to follow the script. You know, I like I saw the tweet, uh, almost through in our group chat. So I was like, let me throw this in there too. You know, so. Um, I'll tell you. I once once I started recording, I ignored everything. I've got like fucking seven notifications on top of my phone right now that i've ignored because we're recording so yeah and i hated that that that, that first fucking episode that we recorded on the twitter space and you kept hearing a it was my fucking phone yeah so i've turned my vibe i turned my vibration off it's like it's it's on silent now (laughs) we'll get it we'll get it no worries. No, we're right gonna get it. That was I thought that was pretty good though. I ain't gonna lie. No, that was pretty fucking good. Now I'm have to be fucking superstar on the edit fucking version. <laughs> but yeah. and he was cool with the pauses, you know. He tried his best. It for us, it's not natural, you know. So we're getting used to that, you know. Yeah, like, it's okay. He, and yeah. you know what? I don't delete the pauses. Yeah, <laughs> I leave them, I leave them in there sometimes. <laughs> like I just like fucking just that's how the episode is that's just like raw fucking don't delete shit so but superstar dude fucking hell yeah hell yeah Yeah, that was awesome man good stuff dude so i'll see you after the game saturday night yep yep yeah we have a uh it's gonna be 10 o'clock oh shit okay yeah because we play at seven and at nine and then yeah ten o'clock. yep yep ten o'clock okay Good but deal, man. I'll be at home so I can help you with it. I can catch the hands up and everything. So I'm, I'm not at the game. <laughs> yeah. Team foe. All right, buddy. Sounds like, All, All right, man. That was fun, bro. Yes. So do you I know? just exit out of this or? Yeah, bro. It's over. As soon as you leave, you don't see me throwing the H's at you right now. H's. H's. So I can, I can, I can hit the X. Yeah, bro. You're, as soon as you're gone, you're gone. It's over. Okay, H- good deal, H- man. H- Thanks H- for setting this up, bro. Yes, sir, bro. No, thank you for being a motherfucker. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, bro. Deal, All Come right, on. Man. You're cool, bro. Let's go. All right, fam. All right. All right. Bro. Later. Bye.